welcome to the 43rd edition of the Wolves Women Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and tonight we're joined by Tom. Hi, everyone. And Matt. Hello, everyone. Um, we've got a busy packed show for you tonight, so we'll dive straight in as we've got uh, three games to review, and then we've got look ahead to uh, Watford. We've got special guests for that one, and also the revenge trip to Fylde. So, um, without further ado, um, let's start with the County Cup game away to Knoll. Um, we ran out 5-0 winners with Amy Dickens scoring two, Ali Miller, Darcy Cartwright and Perks getting the other three goals. It was a complete change around of the squad um, on that Sunday with Shank in goal, Coops, Price, or, you know, Anna Price, Rhea Ellsmore, Amy Dickin, Kelly Darby, Ali Miller, um, Beth Roberts, Josie Smith, Beth Merrick and Amy Hare being the starting 11. Um, first of all, uh, I was going to say how good was it to have Kelly Darby back on the pitch, but she didn't last long, did she, Tom? No, um, you know, it was great to see her back out there, but obviously, you know, went off again. Um, hopefully, you know, that injury isn't too bad for her. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, that, you know, it looks like she's put up two back-to-back injuries. I just hope that it's not long-term and, you know, it, we'll be seeing her back on the pitch sometime again um, this season. I just hope, as I say, it's not long-term and, but yeah, it was great to see her back out there. Just sad that you know she picked up another injury. Yeah, and Matt, it was a, a change squad as we as we expected, but it was still quite a strong team out there. Yeah, I think we discussed before it was really important to kind of rotate the squad around because you've got a lot of very experienced players and and, and quality players um, that that are kind of sitting on the bench and as much as they've had their role as super sub within the league, you know, this was a chance for them to get used to a new formation themselves. Um, I know we mentioned Kelly went off, but you know to start with Kelly and Rhea in a back four, then and then to um, get some of those forward players in there who haven't necessarily had the minutes, it was important for them to kind of gel as well. Yeah, completely. And talking about super subs, Tom, it was Amy Dickon who popped up twice to get two, two goals. Yeah, um, you know we we, we thought Amy Dickon is is on great form, isn't she off the bench, um, almost a super sub. Um, for us in, in recent games. So um yeah, it's great to see. You know, she don't really get she don't really start many games. Um she ain't really really had that much minutes in the league. So, you know, the county cup uh, and the cup's a perfect opportunity for her, you know, to get minutes and you know she's proven um while she's in this team, you know, with, with two goals against Noel. Definitely. And Matt Ali Miller does what Ali Miller does, doesn't she? Yeah, you always, you know, she, she she's almost quite hard done by really in being such a quality team that she she's not a permanent starter because there's there's so many other tier three teams where she, she would be a permanent starter. Um, you can always count on her, you know, she's so reliable and she always looks a threat. Uh, definitely, but I think sort of the, in a way the highlight of the 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 game was a young Darcy Cartwright. Obviously, sort of got her start or got her her debut because of Kelly Darby's injury, but she comes on. And scores an absolute cracking goal, doesn't she, Tom? Yeah, and it's almost with her first opportunity of the game as well. You know, um, she come on for Kelly Darby straight away, you know, and, and she scored a, and it was a stunning goal, was it? I don't know whether people have seen the replay um on, on the Wolves Twitter and Wolves social media, but it was a fantastic goal. And, you know, she she's gonna be a star in the future. Um, you know, we spoke before about, you know, some Groups, um, some players coming in from Tom Warren set up, 
Um, you know, and we've seen with Darcy, you know, you know, coming on 16 year old, still at school. Um, and, and she comes on and scores a fantastic goal like that. So, you know, these, these players are going to be the future of Wolves women. And, you know, it's great to see that they are getting the opportunity and, and Matt has put in faith in them at an early age and, and to get first team, um, experience. So, yeah, it was great to see, um, Darcy make a debut and, and to, top it off with a goal as well was just brilliant for her. Yeah, I mean, she is one of our under-16s. So I was doing, trying to do find a bit of info about her. Um, but she's only actually played three times for reserves and got 75 minutes in total for the reserves, Matt. So that is one one hell of a debut to make, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's very easy, is it, just to promote some of the reserves for these cup games. Um, but we've, we've seen Macca likes doing this um, quite a bit. You know, he's done it with Sky Owen before um, when she, she played in the, the Loughborough home game. And it's, it's just giving them a taste, isn't it? You know, it's not that they're saying necessarily, right, you've been playing all the time for the reserves. It's saying, OK, look, look at what you could aspire to achieve in a few years' time. And um, whether, whether the intention was for her to, to, to play as long as she did, obviously, um, when she came on late in the first half, but to come on and score a screamer like that when you're still at school, I mean, on your debut, it's, it's a moment that's going to live with her forever, I'm sure. No, definitely. Uh, and she was, was obviously in the squad for the West Ham um, FA Cup game as well, was one of those um, unused subs players, but another great experience for us. So, um, yes, for, from all of us at the pod, congratulations, Darcy, on your debut and your debut goal. Um, hopefully, first of many. Um, moving on to the, the final goal scorer, Anna Price. Um, she opened the scoring last time around. We played Noel, but this time she she finished the scoring off. She does like scoring against Noel, doesn't she, Tom? Yeah, um, you know she loves the goal again against um, Noel. Um, I think last time, you know, she played in a different position, didn't we? You know, because you know we, we were struggling to break Noel down. Um, you know, we all know about the surface and the pitch, and you know the famous Noel bobble, um, as I call it. Um, but yeah, we had to chuck her up front last time. Um, and she was really that vocal point for us, wasn't she? But yeah, you know, she loves a goal against him. And you know, last year, um, started with scoring off against him. This year, finished it. And yeah, and it topped a, a, a brilliant performance on the day as well. So, and another brilliant goal for Perks. Yeah, I mean, Matt, it was a routine win, but we knew that they were going to be difficult to break down. And when you know, we. we was it was five 0 It was yeah. The the result still does flatter. No, they gave us a they gave us a battle. Yeah, I I think we have to give Noel a lot of credit. Really, you know, people on the outside look at five and they they assume that's a, a proper thrashing. But in the context of you know a, a team in tier three against tier six to two years in a row to get a four 0 and a five 0 when we played such a strong team again, it's it's actually it's actually very good achievement that they they kind of do push us and give us a competitive game each time and. For all our criticism of the county cup and the the fifteen nil score lines, twenty nil score lines that pop up, you know, we we always know against Noel they actually are going to give us uh, a good challenge. So uh, I just hope Noel obviously see the job through it and, and get promotion soon enough and and, and see them climb in the leagues. Yeah, no, definitely, and, and obviously all the best. Um, yeah, sort of. I know Smurf was because um, I was I couldn't make the game unfortunately myself. I was listening on on the Wolves radio um, I could hear Smurf leading the. The, the Noel fans in their chance. So all the best, Smurf, as well uh, in your recovery because I'm, I'm sure the Noel players will be listening back to this as well. So, uh, yeah, all the best. And uh, thank you for everything, you know, sort of the banter that was going on as well. Um, moving on to the midweek game. Stoke at home. We drew two all. Two 
goals by Jaden H. Excellent goals. Um, quickly run through the, the the team and then we'll dive into it. Um, Nina returned to goal. Laura Cooper played. Morph, Emma, Cross, Tammy George, Jade Cross, H, uh, KJ, Destiny Tucson, Beth Roberts and Beth Merrick. Um, yeah, it was probably the strongest team we were going to be able to put out, wasn't it, Matt? Um, yeah, strong team, and it and it needs to be. Um, in terms of obviously before, the, obviously we know the result now, but before the game, you know, you're, you're thinking if you're the coach, you've you've just beat Forest in the league, and you've you've got to follow it up um, with a home game against a team you know you, you want to be beating. So it was, you know, nothing wrong with the team selection there. Um, obviously, it's been a, a long, grueling few weeks with a couple of midweek games thrown in there too, including the Stoke one. So maybe one or two of those shouldn't maybe have played against Noel. If you think of somebody like Beth Merrick starting um, with, with with the run of games we had in the midweek games and, you know, that kind of, you're naturally going to see players tire in that second half, which I know we'll go to talk on, uh, go on to talk about in a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, Tom, the first half was excellent. Jade's on fire. H gets a, a screamer. It all all looks good at half time. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, now that first half performance was dominant. You know, we was controlling the ball, creating chances. Um, you know, from that first half, I mean, we could have been easily been four 0 up at the break. You know, if not more. Mm. You know, um, the chances what was created, I, I just don't think it was clinical enough. You know, the chance that was created, I think you know. You need to be taking them chances, you know, and I think we got punished for it in the end, um, as the full-time result shown. Um, but from that first half, it was just pure domination by Wolves and, yeah, um, could have been four or five at the break and, and we deserved it as well on our first half performance alone. But then the second half happens. Um it just, um, I don't think anyone really understands what happened, do they, Matt? I, I mean, obviously, we went from 2 0 up to drawing 2 or with a, a late, late goal. Yeah. It's, it's hard, it's hard, isn't it? Because I, in the past, obviously, we've, we've been a team that struggled in tier three and we've yo yoed a little bit between tier three and tier four. And to win the league last year, and really none of those teams in the bottom half, you know, caused us any trouble last year. You know, we, we we won against every single one of them. Uh, so I think to, to, it's almost as if there's some complacency there. You know what I mean? I will say it, that when you are playing against a team like that, then you've, you've had the confidence beating Forest. It's not cockiness, but it can be a bit complacent seeing that you've been so dominant in the first half and you're 2-0 up and you just assume that you're going to see the job through and, and you're going to win there. And it's it's definitely complacency for me. Um, the other thing is it, it's whether the formation change, obviously, in terms of defensive setup. I do think it's the right formation now, and we've, we've seen in many ways that it's actually very promising and, and positive. But that combined with a little bit of complacency, I think, is is the kind of the recipe for for these mess ups in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it there. I mean, I I was just wondering whether the, there has been a bit of a psychological impact of switching to uh, from three at the back to four. Um, and I'll come to you, Sec Tom, with what your views on this are. Let me, but, but let me explain first. I think the girls all knew their role when defending three at the back. That yeah, they've been playing it what three, four years, five years, something like that. Play it three at the back. Know what they're doing. You know, that's it. Jobs. You know, 
everyone knows exactly where they're going to stand for every corner, every free kick, every, you know, when they're attacking, this is what you do. Now you change the four at the back. And whilst, because they don't have that, ner- they don't have that experience of playing sort of three, four, five seasons with uh, in that, exp- that black four, they're nervous when it gets, when the, it, the game gets difficult. Uh, and, you know, and so you certainly when you're trying to defend a, a 2-1 lead, you know, it's whether that's some sort of, you know, just, not quite such doing things automatically. They're 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 stopping and thinking about it when actually you just need them to automatically just react. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, as I say about the second half, you know, we we just won't run the races. Um, I don't think it was a formation because I think you know I think we're playing the right formation now, um, but. I just don't get why, how we could go from, you know, fat, being that dominant in that first half to crumbling, because that's what we did with crumbled in that second half. Um, you know, there was an opportunity where we could have gone free up, we hit the bar. And I think, you know, if that goes in, then, you know, you could say it was game, set and match. It didn't. And then ultimately, you know, Stoke get the equaliser right at the end in, in the 90 plus fifth minute. And you have to say, you could see it coming. You would see it coming because it was all start pressure towards the end of that game. I would question where the referee got the added five minutes from, but, you know, that, that ain't the issue. You know, I think, you know, we need to be doing better ourselves. Um, you know, we need, and at the end of the day, you know, that's two points dropped in, in the title race. And it, it Come the end of the season, if we don't win the league, I mean, we could look back at this result and think, you know, what if, you know, what if we if if we had and that that's the reality of it, you know, we just crumbled in that second half, and I, I just don't know why. I just, I just have no clue why we're so dominant and then come out the second half not to be and just crumble. It's I don't know. Yeah, uh, Matt. I mean, it's interesting. We've talked about it being a free game week, and okay, no, we rotated a lot of players. But we only used the one sub. You know, we had uh, Perks, Rhea Ellsmore, Amy Dickon, Ali Miller and Joseph Smith on the subs bench. And we only brought Ali Miller late on. Um, could I mean, would, would you have thought maybe we could have done a bit of changes a bit earlier on, but brought on um, Dicko and Joseph Smith just to try and change things around a bit? Yeah, it's, it's, it's normally the opposite way around, isn't it? It's if you're losing uh, and you're trying to chase the game, there's a bit of hesitancy to change the subs, especially if you you know, perceive that your best team is currently on the pitch. So, you know, quite often you don't you don't want to take a, a Tammy George off, for example, or a Beth Merritt because you think, okay, I need to try to get the equaliser. But when you're winning, you think, okay, you, you need to get the fresher legs on there. You need to make sure that we stay organised. Everybody's able to quickly get back into position and, uh, and that. So, yeah, it's a bit surprising, especially as we do tend to kind of kind of use those subs. But I think we were a little just a bit puzzled. I think Macca said himself that... Um, you know, Stoke came out in the second half and they, they tried a few different things tactically and we and we just didn't have an answer for it. And, you know, to, to give a bit of credit to to Wolves and the coaching team is that nine times out of 10, we do have the answer. And mm. unfortunately, this just happened against a team we, we should be beating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the, the key, as sort of like Beth Merrick has said, you know, said herself afterwards is, is the response. I mean, I thought Beth's interview afterwards with... I think it was with yourself, Tom, or with the club. I can't, can't remember now. Was a very um, captain's interview. I mean, I don't appreciate she hasn't worn the armband yet for the club, but yeah, her response 
did see, you know, you could see her in a couple of years' time um, taking the armband at some point, couldn't you, Tom? Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, you know, but I would say now, I think every player um, out there was feeling the same way mm. of what Beth was after that after that game. Um, you know, because it was frustrating. I think you know as well. I think if you listen to Maka as well, um, you could tell in his voice um, straight away of how he was feeling, and it was just disappointment um, after the game. But you know. Their season won't be defined by that, by that game. You know, it's the way they bounce back from it, and um, you know we'll, we'll talk about that um in a minute. But yeah, but it won't be defined by that defeat. It's the way we bounce back and, and the way we go forward now. So and we can only look forward. Um, but yeah, Beth Beth will make a brilliant captain in a few years. Um, when H retires or and Perksy, so yeah. Uh, and perfect, yeah, perfect segue there straight into Loughborough, uh, Loughborough away. In the league, I suppose, if we're being cynical, it was the perfect game to bounce back into, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get with Loughborough in terms of the recent results. You know, the rock bottom of the league, two points. But obviously, um, you, you can kind of analyse Burnley's recent results and managerial changes and things like that. But you know, they they did pick up two close results against against Burnley recently. I think it was a last minute winner, wasn't it, for Burnley um, in their away game? Yeah. So. Both was it? So, uh, certainly away game. I'm pretty sure that it was certainly only one 0 win at home against yeah, Burnley yeah. against Loughborough. So you didn't necessarily know what you were going to get, and it's also how well we picked ourselves up. I think you know we've we've criticised maybe the team there, maybe some tactics or to change substitutions. But I think um, I'm sure you both agree with me. One thing I was confident on was that we were we were going to bounce back on Sunday, you know, and we were going to be ruthless or at least aim to be ruthless and we were going to be dominant right from the start. And I think you knew any cobwebs weren't going to be there. Um, so, so full credit to the team because they certainly weren't. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the only change obviously from the Stoke game was Summer Holmes coming in for Laura Cooper on the return for her fitness. She got best part of 60 minutes in to gain, you know, sort of uh, gain fitness ahead of the Watford game. Um, and yeah, we ran out comfortable 6-0 winners with six different goal scorers. So I'll just quickly run through them. H, KJ, Destiny, Jade, Anna Morfitt from the penalty spot and Amy Dickon with the, the final goal. Um, you know, Tom, how good was it to have Summer back onto that pitch? Yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, we've missed her um, in recent weeks. You know, she, she's a, a rock in that midfield. Um, you know, she makes things happen. She's got that little bit of quality. As well, and her and Tammy, um, when they play together, are just immense in that midfield area. So, you know, we have missed her, um, and and we're glad to see her back on that pitch. And you know, um, she got sixty minutes under her belt, and um, hopefully soon we'll see her completing full nineties again. And um, yeah, glad to see her back. And hopefully, Matt, she'll finish the game with with, or she'll bring her own shin pads, or Dicko will bring their own shin pads because between her and Dicko, they only want one step between them. Uh, yeah, we spotted it. Um, yeah, I reckon they quite tried to hide that as well, almost like school kids in PE or something trying to get away with not bringing all their kit. Um, they knew that it'd get shouted at before the match. Uh, yeah, I, I, just just adding to that point, I think, yeah, Summer Holmes, she's, uh, like Thomas said, she's that rock as well. And when you've got kind of her and H there in midfield as well, you know, the one can then sit that bit deeper. And we, we saw in this game, it allowed H to come forward and the amount of shots she was obviously trying at goal then, um, I think it was in a, it was in the first 
five or ten minutes as well, wasn't it? Summer. It was definitely across from Summer, but that, that nearly had an absolute goal of a season contender that nearly flew into the top corner as well. So that that, that would have been something. Yeah, no, the, it's definitely, I mean, you know, we've always said it, Coates is an excellent player and would get walk into any other tier three team um, at this level. But, you know, Summer is... is you know, he's excellent and sort of that, that partnership with her and Tammy is, is rock solid, isn't it? Um I think it was it was so good. We've touched on it as being so good to get back to winning ways. But Tom, I just wonder how important it was to actually win the second half as well. Um, you know, we, obviously we went in at half time four nil up, but having sort of given away two sort of two nil leads um after half time, it was important that we did sort of win the second half, I felt. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, having, you know, played Huddersfield, you know, and been tuning up and then, you know, conceding to him in the second half. Again, with Stoke, you know, as Macca says in his interview, um, you know, the, the players had a point to prove out there that, you know, they're not just becoming a first-half side. And, you know, in that second half against Loughborough, we really come out again. Um, and, you know, we hit the post, was it three or four times in, in that second half where, it was just pure dominance. We could have, we could have had nine or ten goals um, out there, and, and that would have been a fair reflection um, of the game um, because Wolves was just a dominant. And you know, we saw Mouse like they went out there with a point to prove, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that game after what happened in midweek, so fair play to um, another another three points, and you know, another three points hopefully in closing the gap to the leaders. Yeah, no, definitely. And Matt, I mean, we, we touched on it, it six different goal scorers. That's sort of refreshing. We're getting goals from across the whole pitch. Yeah, and we, and we need to right now because we mm. can't be reliant on, you know, our star striker because obviously she, she's um, injured long term. So to, to spread those goals around the team now, you know, is important. And um, getting goals from midfield, central midfield, players getting forward, just... I noticed there was a lot of shots from distance and I think Maka was getting me straight because obviously they weren't going in. We were saying we just need to hit the target. I, it was it, it was really enjoyable to kind of just watch actually at times how frustrated they were. You know, we I think there was a moment where we all thought it was a corner in the 90th minute and we six 0 up, and the bench players are all they're all getting frustrated because it wasn't given. And you know that's how ruthless they were trying to be in that game. And you could tell they wanted to win that. Like Tom said, they wanted to win it 10 0 themselves and and really send a statement out too. And six 0 still is a statement to be fair, but you could tell they wanted even more. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I, that was the uh, the the where it went off the uh, Loughborough defender and the the the, the Lino and the um, who actually to be fair the Lino had an excellent game. Not sure on the ref, but the Lino had a good excellent game. That side did sort of um, give it as a goal kick, which I think he was just being uh, merciful to them. But um, Beth American H who was stood on the sideline, we were sort of looking at us as well quizzically because we were we were the only fans stood next to the dugouts listening to. Um, Listening to what was being said, pitch side as well, because it, it gave us a, an education. An education. Um, all five subs were used, which I think Tom, yeah, we, we sort of touched on that only one was used last time against Stoke, but five, all five were used this time, and they all added something. Obviously, Dicko got a, got a goal, but they all sort of really sort of contributed, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, you know, I said Dicko got a goal, um, but you know, we had Maz come on, Maz to hoe, and I think you know, uh, hold up play. Um, was brilliant, and I would have liked to have seen her, you know, get a goal in that game as well. Um, but yeah, all the players who come on offered something in the game, and you know, I think in that second half, you know, after a three-game week, um, 
we was tiring a bit. So I think, you know, Marcus, Maka made the changes and, and I think that's the reason why we're seeing all five subs um, changes to keep it a little bit fresh and, you know, to give the players um, who, have, who have been involved in all three games this week a little bit of a rest near the end. But yeah, um, all players offered something in the game and, you know, as I say, we could have had 10. It's, it's, it's just dominant, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, let's just pick out Maz Taho there. Someone who doesn't get that much game time, Matt, but she won the penalty. She had a shot that was blocked by the keep, you know, blocked by the keeper, which was we all thought was in. Um, she had an excellent game, didn't she? And she really gave us something different in the second half. She did, and I, I find most times when she's come on, you know, she doesn't get many minutes. But I've, I've always been quite impressed. I think we we were all at the Liverpool Feds away game in the first game of the season, and mm-hmm. she came on, then made a debut. We thought, okay, you know, she she could, she's probably one of our best players at holding the ball up. You know, and even if we've not really seen the goals yet, um, her all-round play when she's come on is so important. You know, whether that's... We could be winning a close game and you've got a target, you know, you've got a target striker there to to, to, to hold the ball up, bring others into play, kind of slow the, the game down and, and, and stick to the ball. And the way she brought others into play in that moment was brilliant. It would have been so good for that goal to go in as well because I think that's just the one thing that's missing. But... Um, without being harsh on her, she's not necessarily had the minutes. But if you partnered her with a, a striker like Jade or Ali or, or someone like that, who you've got Maz holding the ball up, and then Jade or Ali running off to kind of find the spaces there, that's that, that's an excellent combination, really, and it's another option for, for for the coaches to use. Yeah, go. You mean go go four four, looking two. Absolutely, Perhaps, classic. Classic, cl- classic Mike Bassett formation. It's got to be done at some point, Macca. Please. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with her whenever we've seen her, and I think it's it's she's she's proving you know sort of that she's adding something to the team, and yeah, I, I like you, I like to see her alongside Jade, and you know in that holding the ball up and getting letting Jade sort of do you know getting setting Jade up for those runs, which we know Jade can do to terrorise defences. Um, well, gents, we've had yeah, that's three sort of real three different games there, um, and obviously we're sort of we're looking now at the, the league table with. Um, slightly awkward position where we're, we're whilst we are above Burnley, it's, we've played a game more than them now, um, but we're still very much in the chase. Um, that brings us to the end of part one, um, and obviously we'll be back after the break to discuss Watford and Fylde and a few other bits and pieces. So see you after the break. Welcome to part two of this edition of the Wolves Women podcast. And we're now joined by Watford Women's FC Supporters Group representative, Mark Rose. Welcome, Mark. Hello. Good evening, guys. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Um, I, I think, you know, just sort of a bit of background, obviously, sort of we played Watford, we played Watford, uh, what, a couple of seasons ago now, was it in the FA Cup, sort of that second COVID season? I won't ask for your memories of the game. Uh, my main memory <laughs> of the game is uh, Jade Cross terrorising your defence, which I did enjoy. Um, obviously, at the end of that season, you were promoted to the championship, which you unfortunately were relegated in the with a 97th minute relegation goal Ooh. against uh, our near neighbours, Coventry United. Um, and obviously, sort of last time out this last week, you lost on Sunday. You lost to Ipswich away from home. But you're currently sitting third in the league and put, still pushing for the title. That's about sums up your season, does it? Yeah, pretty much. It's been it's been a real strange season, I'd say this season because they started off 
we started off pretty well, got out the blocks and, you know, we were up there matching Oxford game for game. And then we started making a few silly errors. A um, couple of games we slipped up in, which we shouldn't have slipped up in. And uh, yeah, now we find ourselves sitting third after dropping down to fourth uh, tempora- uh, temporarily after having a, a, a mini cup run, which has led to this fixture that is on the horizon for us both. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's not been the too bad a season so far, but I was, I was just a bit annoyed we lost on Sunday. That that was my only gripes. Uh, can't complain really. Yeah. I'm ambition promotion still your the aim and ambition for uh, Watford this season. Oh God. Yeah. 100%. The, the girls and the, the, the management, they're still believing that they can go on some sort of run um, that will get them promoted. We've got, we do have a couple of games in hand on Portsmouth at the minute, um, which if we were to win both, I think it might just take us level with them. So it'd be a real fight to the finish. Um, <clears throat> but the the Southern League's so tight at the minute. You, know, you, you guys probably seen it yourselves with the table. It, you just can't call it half the time. It's, it's madness right now. Uh, you seem to have got sort of similar to us with sort of three or four teams up at the top who are very much neck and neck and everyone else sort of slowly falling away behind. Um, just a quick one, I suppose, is is how much has the team, your team changed from that time we played you a couple of seasons ago? Is it similar to that team or has there been a big change of personnel? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think who, who featured during because I remember, it, what, you're right, it was in COVID part two. Uh, or pandemic part two, I think we probably probably best call it. Um, yeah, we've had we, we've had a few personnel. We have had a fair few personnel changes um, this season. They went and recruited a heck of a lot. Um, they cleared out a lot of people from the end of last season. Uh, the likes of Emma Beckett departed, which you know, at the time I was very very shocked at the fact that she was a she was vice captain and everything. Um. Quite a few of our centre-backs have disappeared since we last played you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're still having nightmares. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think probably the big one I think most people probably have seen now is um, was Rosie Kamita, who was playing left-back that day. She's now retired and features on uh, Soccer AM every Saturday um, with her sister Molly. Uh, but yeah, no, we have had a we, we've had a pretty big clear out, but there's still there's still a few old uh, there's still a few faces from uh, from that fixture that will probably feature Sunday. Yeah, I mean, is Helen Ward still playing regularly? Because obviously she's one of your uh, all time legends, isn't she down there? Oh God, yeah, I, I love Wardy to to bits, and to to top it all with her, she actually sits um, three rows behind me in the rookery at Watford all the home games so it's, it's really nice because I get to I, I, I get to see her every now and then have a have a little chat but uh, yeah she's still there she's still playing uh, she she does start she does well, she does start a fair bit but uh, more recently she's had to be confined to the subs bench for a little bit but I think that was more to the fact she was due to head off with Wales and, uh, and in, on international duties uh, but yeah she's still there still Still captain in the team and occasionally banging in the odd the uh, the odd goal or two. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose sort of one of the key questions, uh, you know, who are the who should Wolves fans be looking out for when we get down there? Who are your key players to for us to worry about? Ooh, oh, that's an interesting one because I've got to be honest, 
I can't even predict who's going to start on Sunday. Um, I think that's the, the you know, it, it goes to show how how we've got going over the season. I think one player I would certainly keep an eye out for is uh, Bianca Baptiste, who we signed from Crystal Palace. As you know from the WhatsApp group, the, the Palace boys do like a, <laughs> a little meltdown or two um, every now and then. <laughs> but yeah, she's got a heck of a lot of pace about her and a demon of a right foot if she unleashes it. Um, I'd probably say Gemma Davidson as well, the ex-England international. Uh, she's still tearing it up and and everything, which is great to see because last season when we signed her, she it was a shame because it's it showed towards the end of the season she clearly wasn't match fit. And this season she's been absolutely on it. She's been on fire in in, in most games. Um, I think in the set in, in the midfield it's hard. We could uh, I'd probably say maybe Annie Rossiter. Uh, we signed her from London City Lionesses in the uh, in the summer, which was I, I thought was a great capture. Um, she's she's pretty handy as well, but like I say, I just cannot predict who is going to start or who's even going to be in the squad because they've got such a large squad that they have to half the time they have to rotate round because they can't all get a game, which is uh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so I was going to say, so the chase for promotion isn't impacting your team selection; it's more the uh... The, the size of your squad. Oh God, yeah, definitely. It's you know, you look at you, you look at the subs bench and you think, oh, there's like three or four that haven't even made the match day squad. What's going What's going on? And it's you know, because as we used to in this division, we can only have five substitutes. Whereas the higher leagues, you can have more, which I think is a bit weird. But I won't go into that. Um... <laughs> oh, we, we're we're all up for. AFA Women's National League conspiracy theories at the minute. We're uh, conspiracy central here, um, having had fixtures rejigged. Um, so yeah, so um, any anything to question that at the minute. But um, yeah. Matt, Tom, anything you want to chip in with? I was just going to say, I think it's going to be it's it's a bit of a marker, really. Isn't it? It's it's a huge game in its own right, and that it's the the semi final of the League Cup, but might feel like a bit of a stretch at the minute, but. It, we didn't really get this last year where we could play a Southern team who we could potentially play in the playoff final. Um, and as I say, it's a bit of a stretch considering we're, we're, both of us aren't top of our leagues at the minute, but we could potentially be facing you again, um, you know, come, come May time yeah. at Milton Keynes. And it's, it'll be interesting, you know, we played Ipswich in pre-season and now we get a chance against against Watford too. But, uh, going back to that game a couple of years ago as well, I, th- I think for Wolves, that was such a huge game really, I think, to give us that belief um, getting awarded promotion from tier four to then going to win tier three the next um, the next year. So that game in particular was kind of a starting point for me going on that journey. And um, hopefully this one will, will continue on some kind of journey at, at your expense as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shall we shall see. But yeah, so I do have some good memories of that. It, it, despite that defeat in the FA Cup to you guys, we you know. It was still a good game to watch. And like I say, I had the utmost respect for you guys because you, you did tear Watford to shreds that day and I really don't know what happened with them. Um, somehow they just didn't bother turning up, which I normally associate with the men's team. But but yeah, it will be it will be very interesting come Sunday. And yeah, we could easily, easily meet uh, in May still, if, depending on how fit things go in the leagues. 
I mean, that is an interesting point, isn't it, Tom, that you've got Forrest who are top versus For- Portsmouth who are top in the other semi-final as well. Um, and, and we've got obviously us who are sort of in that sort of second slash third berth. Um, I suppose so, so, you know, we'll just have a quick sort of whip round. Who do you fancy in the in, from the second leg, Tom? You know, from the other semi-final, Tom. Um, it, you know, sort of if, if we if we were to get to the final, I think it'll be Forest. Um, in all fairness, I think you know, form what they're on. You know, but they are banging in in the goals, and I just can't see. Um, how Portsmouth are going to be. I mean, they've got some fantastic players. Uh, um, you know, she's on form as a green grass for yeah. Forest. In that form, I mean, she scored if it was two again at the weekend. Um, so at the minute, they look unstoppable. Although, you know, we've beat them twice. So it's football, you never know. But I think it will be, you know, Forest. And we'll be in a probably situation where, you know, if we beat Watford, then, you know, we'll be playing Forest again. And there's a possibility of us. Beating Forest three times, I'm still not winning the league. So, yeah. Mark, I mean, you obviously won't have seen much of Forest, but what's your thoughts on the Portsmouth Forest clash? Do you think it'll be a, a Forest um, through or a Portsmouth uh, underdogs that we should be, uh, you know, sort of dark horses that we should be uh, scared of? Um, I've got to be honest, I wouldn't underestimate Pompey. You know, they were. Before we played them last Wednesday, they were eight games unbeaten, which had got them to the top of the table. Um, they've got a couple of ex Watford players in their team who ironically played against you guys in the FA Cup. Um, but that night, we just absolutely tore them to shreds. Um, they didn't know what had hit them at one point and their tactics were completely and utterly wrong. And what their manager thought or thought he was doing was right was completely wrong because we just smashed them off the park but yeah I wouldn't I, I wouldn't rule out Portsmouth um, they'll, cer- they'll certainly give Forrest the game but yeah like I said I've not been able to watch I haven't watched any of Forrest's uh, games at all so look yeah, at the highlights be- of us beating them twice it's really entertaining <laughs> that sounds good to me that sounds good <laughs> M- Matt Portsmouth or Forrest for yourself who do you think we'll get through I, I, I'm going to go with Forest. Um, I, it's an easy one to say, okay, if we beat Watford, who would you rather play in the final? You'd obviously say Portsmouth, but then if Portsmouth were able to do a job on Forest, then that shows their quality too, doesn't it? And I feel like they go a little bit under the radar in the Southern League. Like even when they're top or they're near the top, people go, ah, oh, they won't, they won't last there for too much longer, and um, they, they probably need a little bit more credit, don't they? Um, for always being up there um, in and around that 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 top few teams as well. So. Um, I, I'm just glad that there is kind of a divide, the geographical divide this time for the semi-final. I think we've debated before on this podcast that that divide should come um, throughout the rounds, really, as it's it feels more of a cup then, doesn't it, rather than just playing teams in your league. So it's great that we get to play Watford and obviously great that Forest are playing Portsmouth. Yeah. Mark, I mean, what's your view? What's the sort of views of the Watford faithful on sort of the, the League Cup and, and sort of the regionalisation of it? Would you like to see it out of, re- you know, sort of be more national? Earlier on in the competition, yeah, I think I, you know, I think we've got we have to start looking at it now as if to say if we want sort of parity to come alongside, like with the men's stuff, then this has to be brought in. You know, I I, I do like a road trip every now and then, and you know, I've done a fair few this season. But yeah, I would I would certainly say that it's about time we started mixing up instead of just saying oh all the South play off against each other. 
all the North play against each other until we get to now, because you you can't really get a fair a, a fair test of who's actually good and who actually isn't. You know, that's no disrespect to anyone. Oh, but yeah, I, I would seriously be all for it. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't the it was the FA Cup rather than the the League Cup? But we had Newcastle away, um, mm. and Newcastle away is a lot further away from Wolverhampton than Watford uh, away is. So yeah, uh, it's just, and Milton Keynes sits in Southern, which is yeah. Hey, there we go. Um, just looking sort of beyond sort of the um, the cup itself at the minute. What's what's Watford sort of state? Yeah, you know, say play are you amateur still, semi pro, or have you gone full time? What's the um. What's the situation with yourselves? I believe we are in... Uh, we're not full-time. Um, the club haven't, or the women's side of it, haven't got the funding to do it yet. Um, I know they're training now four times a week, so I don't know if that makes them semi-pro. Um, but I think, you know, they do want to eventually make the transition to a full-time team, to a full-time women's team. But I think... Yeah, right now I believe, I believe we're, I, I believe we're at semi-pro, but don't quote me on it. I can't, uh, can't be hundred percent. It's on that cusp there between the two. Mm. So obviously, it suggests that you're getting a, a lot of um, commitment from the the main club there to support yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely interest from the hierarchy. I should say the hierarchy. You know, it's a miracle they haven't sacked a manager. At, in the women's side this season. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, they do keep an eye on things and they are, you know, they let the girls train at London Colney. They let them have the dome and everything, use all the facilities. So, um, you know, there is that. Um, but yeah, it would be nice if they could just help out a little bit more. I think there is a, there's certainly a, a gap. I know the men's side of it, they've got, a few financial problems, which I won't go into, but they're uh... paying off managers still. I know, I know. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And the best bit is, two of them are on telly tonight. <laughs> don't, don't. Uh, Mark, I mean, Mark, I mean, any questions for yourself? Sort of, what would be your sort of, you know, sort of anything you want to know about the Wolves team as we, um, before we face off on Sunday. I think one. I think one thing that you know has caught my eye, and I think you know we've sort of like touched on it in the WhatsApp group, was you know you, you guys signed um, our ex goalkeeper Nina Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I just wondering how's like she's been getting on and settling in, and how she's finding things. Yeah, um, Matt, Tom, one of you, one of you two want to chip in on that one? Go on, Matt. Yeah, it was a, it, it was an interesting signing, really. You know, we to get to bring her down from Sheffield United. Um, I think her last game for Sheffield United was against Man City, uh, up against Bunny Shaw, and then all of a sudden she was playing against uh, Huddersfield a week later. Um, yeah. Wolves, so it's an interesting one. But uh, we're a little bit confused as Wolves fans because we've got we've got two excellent goalkeepers already, but um, I think we were offered the chance to sign her, and I think they kind of went with the mentality of well if we can get her then you know why not strengthen strengthen and get more competition but uh, no she's been quite good um she's she's had to be quite commanding that game against Forest um obviously she had to come out quite a few times um get the ball at feet and uh we, we have had a couple of slip ups obviously in that time but it's not necessarily been her fault I think a couple of the goals a Stoke goal and a Forest goal in that time were um weren't weren't really her fault but yeah she's she's come straight into the team and and, and got the number one slot um, ahead of the other keeper, so yeah, I think she's doing all right. 
Yeah, it certainly seems to have, from sort of my experience, sort of watching Loughborough versus some of the earlier games, seems to have grown in confidence. Tom, what about yourself? Any thoughts on Nina? Yeah, I agree with Matt. Um, you know, it was a bit of a surprise uh, when we signed her. Um, but, you know, she's slotted in. Um, you know, she's keeping two other great goalkeepers out in, in Shannon Beck. And, you know, she, she's been in, in great form for us. As I say, you know, we've conceded a couple of goals, but, you know, none of them have been her fault. Um, so, you know, yeah, she's fitted in nicely and I expect her really to play at the weekend. Yeah, it would definitely be. It'll be interesting to see who Maka does choose, choose to go in the sticks because, as we said, we've got three excellent keepers. Um, I think, I'm trying to think, uh, Nina played the last cup game, but the one before that was it was Shannon goal, so it's which was against West Ham. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, anything else? Or Tom, Matt, Mark, anything anyone wants to ask? I was going to say, do you guys like with a cut like with cup games tend to rotate the team, or do you try and keep it like the, does the gaffer try and keep the same eleven throughout? Tom, you want okay. It's mainly just the goalkeeper department, isn't it? What Macca um swaps about in. Um, you know, it's either easily rotates between Shannon Beck and uh, now Nina's come in. Um he's gone option of three. That's the main position what we usually rotate. Um, unless we've got injuries, he usually keeps it to, you know, the strongest team out there because, you know, it is a competition what Macca wants to win. So um, I don't see him making many changes to the starting eleven at the weekend. No, certainly not. You know, sort of no offense to sort of some of the teams we played in early rounds of the competition, but you know, you set, you know, like yourself and Huddersfield, tier three teams will go with our strongest team because, as Tom says, we want to we want to win. Whereas, you know, um, take um, Northampton in the determining round. Um, yeah, there's a difference in class there. Go on, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if they're being brutally honest, they'll only have these discussions internally, obviously, but if they're being brutally honest, this is probably our best chance of silverware now. So, um, it, it D- Don't forget be... the County Cup, Matt. Of course, yeah, County Cup. <laughs> I'm not, I definitely don't really count that anymore. But um, in terms of a prestigious cup competition right now, um, it's our best chance of silverware. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> County Cup's Matt, uh, is Matt's favourite uh, cup, uh, Mark. If you hadn't gathered, uh, <laughs> beat West Brom and you've won the cup, basically. And <laughs> uh, 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 we've got the joy of beating them twice. Sorry, uh, playing them twice back to back. Once in the league, once in the effort in the League County Cup coming up in later on in March. Either side of St Patrick's Day, so it should be um, entertaining, especially as the first, as the league games at uh, the the poor fawns. So um, yeah, we could well. Oh, not that place. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you, you know our opinions of it as well. Uh, I mean, I think uh, sort of the first observation I was going to say, sort of from sort of to Matt and Tom, was any changes um, from the the game on Sunday against Loughborough. But I think, as you said, Tom, it's it's if it is a change, it'll be between the sticks, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we I don't think we've got any injury problems either. Um, coming out of the last four game. Um, so it will be our strongest level. I know we've got a couple of players out injured um, or might not be back, but I expect it to be the same team what you know he played against um, Loughborough and he go for the strongest available 11. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, Mark, it's that dreaded moment of um, putting your name against a, a score sheet, score line. Obviously, you know, we'll accept uh, the Wolves victory, but uh, what's your <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, I've actually been thinking about this and I think I think both teams are going to go at it, hammer and tong. I don't think there's going to be any, like, not, uh, like oh, let's just hold out for uh, like for an hour and then let's go gung-ho. I've, I think there's going to be goals. Um, and I'm going to be bold and I'm going to go, I think it's going to be 3-2 to Watford. I think. But I could be wrong. Um, 3-1 Wolves. That's better. That's better. Uh, yes. Matt. 2-2 two, two, Wolves on penalties. Mm. Uh, I, 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 just quickly, just talking penalties, I presume we all saw uh, Hannah Hampton's penalty the other uh, yesterday. Oh, the other Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm going to go 3-2 Wolves. Um, I think we'll um, we'll t- pull that one, this one out of the bag, and we'll do it. Um, Mark, um, obviously, thank you very much for coming on and joining us. Anything else before you sort of depart our, our fair shores to um, to go and sort of muse uh, about uh, the uh, the game? Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say for anyone like if there's anyone travelling down, um, you know, we do. There is. Plenty, like if you drive down and stuff, there is plenty of parking, like street parking. Um, you can occasionally get inside Wildstone Stadium, um, but it all depends on the weather. If we've had bad weather down here, they don't allow it in. They just allow players and staff. Um, but yeah, if anyone's coming down, please, you know, it'd be great. You know, it'd be great to see people. Um, yeah. Wheelstone's a lovely non-league ground now. They've done it up massively. Lovely bar area, stands and everything. So, yeah, just uh, as many we we'd love to see as many people there as possible, just to like make it a bit more like really promote the game and everything. No, definitely. I know London Wolves are are, are, are sort of coordinating a a mass arrival or, or sort of mass presence, so they'll be making um, quite a lot of noise and presence. So, um, yeah, no, definitely, um, it'll be a, a cracking. Uh, atmosphere i'm sure and yeah we'll have a it'll be a good good game of football i'm sure tom matt anything else on on this game no i think we covered it anyway matt no all good should be a good game cool well thank you very much uh mark and we'll obviously you know sort of uh best of bad luck to watford obviously for this game and we'll uh hope to catch you there yeah, definitely. Likewise, guys. Good luck to you, but good, good luck to you guys Sunday as well. And uh, let's hope it's let's hope it's a real good and and, fa- and thank you for having me on as well. It's been a real pleasure. No problem at all, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And obviously, after the Watford game, in a week's time, we've got the filed away game, um, chance. Um, it's a bit of a revenge mission, isn't it, Tom? After they um, beat us at the beginning of the se- at the beginning of the year. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, you see a fixture which you know the girls want revenging. Um, obviously, I know we was pretty poor that day um, ourselves um, when we lost to him. But you know, this is a perfect opportunity to you know go up there, uh, put a good performance in, and, and get three points. And I'm sure the girls will will be up for it after. You know what happened in in the home fixture. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's it's worth putting all that into context, isn't it, um, Matt? Obviously, since Far beat Wolves two 0 at the beginning of the the year, Far have lost five games on the bounce, three in the league, one in the FA Cup, and one in the league plate, and they've conceded twenty two goals in the league and only scored one goal. So that's they've scored three goals in the, the league this season, and that's all against. In fact, they've scored three goals this year, um, and then two of those are against Wolves. It's it, it just doesn't make sense, does it, that game? No, uh, I absolutely hate Fylde right now. And if anyone is listening from Fylde, I'll say it again, I absolutely hate Fylde right now. Because <laughs> to to beat us and then lose heavily in those games against our title rivals, it, it almost feels as if you've done it deliberately because we picked you to the title last year. Honestly, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, I obviously am jesting, you know, the fact they beat us that day. I mean, really, we dominated in parts of the second half, but they, they were full value for their win that day. You know, they, they, they set up right. And I just wish they set up with similar tactics against Forrest and Burnley. Maybe they did, but Forrest and Burnley tore through it. But yeah, I think those culmination, those results, us losing to them and Forrest and Burnley getting huge, uh, huge goal swinging results against them is potentially what's going to mess up our season, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. That that's um, it was twelve, obviously that they conceded against uh, Forest and seven, um, not uh, midweek just gone um, against Burnley. Um, that it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't stack up. As you said, Matt, it, it, it you, you start to become conspiracy theorists if you're not careful. Um, <laughs> and we're enough of that with the league as it is. Um, I think obviously. Faye Mack you know, will be a force to reckon with. She scored against us and made a big thing about it. Apparently, people thought that she wasn't good enough, and which, I mean, I don't think that's anything to do with our, our fans or our players. Um, she obviously, somebody said something to her at some point um, to upset her. Um, but she's a quality player for them, isn't she, Matt? Yeah, you know, at, at the time when she was doing that celebration, obviously, we weren't aware of any any of the allegations of, of something being said. And I, I thought, oh, this is great, you know, she's just given a bit of banter. And I thought, you know, this is what we want to see more of. Um, so, I, I, you know, as much as I was upset at the time that obviously she'd scored, um, the fact that she was giving that back, I thought, that's great. But hopefully that, you know, it wasn't true. Um, if anything was said there, and, and, it, and if it was, obviously we can't condone it from, from anyone within the fan base. So we want banter, don't we? Um, certainly not abuse. No, completely. I, I mean, and Tom, we've, I mean, we saw what abuse, yeah, sort of abuse rises up players. Um, and but well, you know, what happened with uh, Maz at the County Cup final last season. So, we, you know, we're very clear abuse, no go, banter, good fun. Yeah, most definitely. There's a difference between banter uh, and abuse. And we, you know, if, you, if you're going to attend games just to abuse players or, or fans or whatever, you know, just don't turn up because, you know, we just we don't want you there at the end of the day. Um, the players um, don't deserve to, to be abused. It don't matter if it's your own players or opposition players, you know, they don't deserve to be abused. You know, they don't get paid to go on the pitch. You know, we do it in the free time. So even even if they did get paid, you know, there's still no room for abuse in football. So if you're going to attend games just to abuse other people then they'll turn up simple as yeah and talking about banter Matt I, I wonder which of the far players are, are going to or even all the far players are going to start the game with their right boots on uh, that was I mean that, I, I went to um, Wolves versus Bournemouth last week and it, it did give some uh, 
similarities to that game, didn't it? Just that that classic time wasting. But you know, we're I I don't blame teams when they do that. You know, it, it doesn't feel very kind of sportsmanlike, but it's it's part of it, isn't it? If you're a team up against a, a team of much higher quality, then it, it does work. You know, we Wolves men used to do it all those years ago under Mick McCarthy, and um, we would have to do it if we were playing against the team in the Championship or the WSL in the Cup game. So. I don't blame teams when they do it, as frustrating as it is. Yeah, just hope they do make sure they've got the right boots on there. That's all I will say. That's all I will say. Um, obviously, this game will come after we've played Watford in the Cup, which will be a big game. Could well, as we've sort of discussed, um, go to extra time and penalties. Do you see, um, Tom, that sort of Maka might rotate a bit in this game, or will it be, as, I mean, we don't know, obviously, if any injuries, hopefully we don't, or, but, you know, Will Maka go as strong as possible in this game? Yeah, full strength. Yeah, he has to. Um, you know, it's all the games that we've got left now are important. You know, there's no room. If we are wanting to go on and win um, this title and and challenge Watford and, and Burnley, then there's no room for errors. Um, so, you know, he's got to go strong. Um, and I think he will because, you know, we want revenge for that. Um for the home fixture, which which we lost in. So, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity because, you know, as Matt says, you know, we've been conceding goals left, right and centre. So, you know, if we conceded 12 to, to Watford, 7 to Burnley, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for us to, to bag some goals in, you'd think, wouldn't we? Unless, you know, we did to us what we did down here and just defend for the lives, which, you know, I won't put it past them. Um, <laughs> just to get revenge for us to what we did to us last year. But conspiracy theorists, we're not, but... You know, yeah, I think it's a perfect opportunity um, for the girls to bag some goals and, and win. Yeah, I think we'll just have to um, it's just get 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 on the score sheet and get a couple of goals in, isn't it, as quickly as possible, Matt? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, if you, if you look at the table, I didn't realise Fylde were, were slipping. They're, they're not, out. Of the, you know, they're, they're sort of in the relegation part now. I think they're four points adrift, aren't they? So it's, they're getting sucked in there now that West Brom have picked up a couple of results. So it's, they, I'm sure, will have that more dogged attitude and try to be resilient. And they've got to really, haven't they? They'll, they'll be playing for a draw against us. Yeah, well, but they must have had that same attitude when they played when they played Burnley, um, part of the Forest game because they would have gone in cocky after you know having beaten us that they thought they could get something and get just get smashed. But, but the only explanation I can think is that they got yeah they got so confident after beating us that they thought you know what well, actually, especially as they were right up there in the title race last year, maybe we are much better than we think we are. And so they thought they'd give it all gung ho against Forest and Burnley, and um, and then just fell flat. Yeah. Right. Predictions time, boys. Matt, you can go first this time. Uh, how do you think we'll do against Fylde? Um, I don't think we're ruthless enough or clinical enough to beat them by similar score margins as Forest and Burnley. But I'd like to think I'm I'm going to go five nil just because I think we'll have very high standards in this game to try to rectify our mistakes in the past. Tom? I agree. 5-0. I'm going to go 6-1. I think we'll, they'll get a late goal in, in the end. It'll be consolation, but you know, we're, they'll get something, but we'll, put, we'll have put, us, put enough past them to, not to worry. Go on, Tom. Yeah, okay. Um, Moving on, quick. Moving on to the reserves. Um, they've played a couple of games since we last talked. Um, they lost to Stoke three-one. Obviously, we don't like Stoke at the minute. 
Um, but as a highlight of that, um, Beth Marriott, who is one of our under-16s, was the goal scorer of that. So congratulations to Beth. Um, she was one of four under-16s players on the pitch that day. So really, really good you know, for, for the reserves that are getting the under-16s coming through. Um, and at the weekend, we beat Donny Rovers Bells 7-0 with Beth, Beth Grady and Grace Gregory each getting a goal apiece. Millie Webb getting two goals and Darcy Wright, Darcy Cartwright, sorry, Darcy Cartwright, who obviously had scored in a week or so ago in the County Cup, um, getting two goals. Um, and the, the seventh goal was an own goal for um, from Donny. Um, coming up, they've got a League Cup or their League Cup uh, semi-final at home to them, lot, them show up a lot down the road. Um, followed a week later by Loughborough at home. So the reserves are doing really well again, aren't they, Tom? Yeah, um, you know, as we spoke about before on the podcast, um, you know, Tom Holland's had a different group this year, um, but he's still delivering success with them. Um, you know, he's lost quite a few key players, but, you know, we're still in the semi-final of the Cup. You know, we're still battling up there um, near the top of the table as well. So, yeah, it's in his credit to what Tom Holland's built and it will be you know, interesting to see how many of these young'uns come through. Um, in the future, into the first team, as you know, we've we've seen in in previous games this season, a few have come through and scored. So yeah, and Matt, that is that's it, isn't it? Is the is the youngsters coming through, getting game time, the likes of Darcy Cart, right, Beth, uh, Marriott, getting game time is is key. Yeah, absolutely. And and some of these players, you know, they might not necessarily have been the first name on the team sheet in the reserves, and and when they come through in these county cup games for 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 the first team. It just gives them that that great experience, doesn't it? And just being in and around the senior players just gives them that lift. And then you'll see them go back to the reserves and it'll motivate them even more. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Talking about sort of the senior players, um, player of the month for February, it's it's going to be a tough one. Um, we've whittled down to the four names um, that are going to go to the public vote, but it is um, four excellent players and we could have had many more. Um We'll just run through them and take it player at a time. Um, Tom, Destiny Toussaint, four goals this month. You want to say something about Dest? Yeah, she's been on great form, isn't she? Um, you know, when we saw her at the beginning of the season, you know, she's shown her quality. You know, she put up that injury, which kept her out for a few weeks, which she's come back stronger. And, you know, four goals for her. And, you know, she's been on, on top form. And, you know, she deserves to be in that um, vote. Yeah, and another sort of forward player, Jade Cross, Matt, five goals this month. Oh, she's been excellent. Back to her best. Um, you know, she's she's probably been a bit hard done by being played out of position. And it sounds quite harsh saying out of position, but, you know, it, when she's she's so prolific up front and, she, and such a handful for um, defenders, it, it, it's brilliant to see her back up there. And, uh, obviously, last year we played with her and Amber up front, but that's, that's not really been how we've been playing this year. But she's got a chance again now and... The way she run uh, Forest apart in that second half when she played up there on the counter attack um, for that second goal especially was was fantastic and then um, got a lovely goal against a lovely finish against Stoke as well. Yeah, um, and talking about Stoke, um, Matt, we we've poached one of their best players. I'll still say that Beth Roberts. Yeah, yeah, I think moving to that back four, you know, we we didn't necessarily have the players in those full back positions um, to to kind of be equipped for that and. She's just a complete natural there, isn't she? You know, the way that she can kind of cut inside, 
um, release the ball and then make the overlapping runs. Um, I think that's kind of where she's best at, really, because um, we see Beth Merritt cutting in a lot and then Beth Roberts now, double Beth on that side. She's then carrying on that overlapping run and then we get the crosses in the box. And yeah, she just looks very natural there. You, you feel confident on her when she's got the ball. Yeah, definitely. And finally, Tom, Dicko, Amy Dickon, three goals in this last month, sort of really sort of uh, did well leading the line against uh, Noel, but also popping up and doing a business against uh, Loughborough. Anything else to add? Yeah, and another great player. Um, you know, coming off a bench, um, she's been a super sub in recent weeks, isn't she? You know, coming off a bench, getting goals. So, yeah, another player who who deserves to be in the vault. Uh, definitely. Obviously, the vote will be out shortly. Um, for you all to do cast your votes, please do share uh, or vote and share as well, so we get as many votes as possible. Thank you for that. Um, sort of wrapping up some of the other biz- bits of business. Um, obviously, sort of we progressed through the county cup. Um, beating Noel. Um, the draw was made shortly after, fortunately, amazingly, just shortly after we played them. Usually it's a week or so later. Um, and and we probably got our dream um, dream draw. I mean, we, we joked um, at the end of the last pod about sort of who we would fancy, Matt, didn't we? And it was, we did quite like the idea of having West Brom as a semi-final option. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think it, it was an alternative then, wasn't it, to having a... Um... Black Country Derby final again, as good as that day was in May. Um, we've we've obviously criticised the County Cup no more than me. Um, so to kind of make the draw that we have a couple of uh, tougher games in there, you know, we've had Boldmere and then we've got West Brom. And I love the idea then of a, a Wolf Stourbridge final. So hopefully that's what we what we end up with. Yeah. So on the nineteenth, Tom will play um, West Brom away. Um, that will be that back to their normal league ground, obviously, after we've played them at the Hall Funds on the 16th. But it should be a cracking uh, sort of couple of games, that, shouldn't it, back-to-back? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, two local derbages. Shame that they're both away, because I would like to see one of them at home. Um, but if we've joined them at home, you know, playing at the Hall Funds um, on a Thursday night, then, you know, them coming to us. But they're both away. Um, but, you know, we're still going to be special occasions. And, you know, you just can't beat a black country derby. And, you know, ultimately we've got a black country derby on a Sunday as well, which, you know, we, we don't usually have because they're usually all midweek. So, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to, to get as many fans down to Hensford uh, as possible as well. So, yeah, it'll be two cracking games and hopefully, you know, well, it will be one it, two world wins. Definitely. I, I, though I don't think uh, West Brom would have been quite as appreciative of having to play us twice in such close succession. Um, hey, there we go. Yeah, what ha- what happens, happens. Um, talking about the other Black Country Derby in the league, um, surprise, surprise, I, I, you know, they've decided afterwards to give us a set area, having sort of announced the sale of the tickets. Um, they've then decided, actually, no, we are going to have, yeah, so for general sale, we are now actually going to have a Wolves area. So there is a set Wolves area now, um, and tickets can be um, bought from the Wolves website. So you don't have to get a My Albion account. Um, I'm going to be deleting mine very rapidly. Um, but so, uh, Matt, it should never have got to this point. It should have been straight away, shouldn't it, that they set this up? Yeah, this, this happens all the time in women's football, I think, even looking at the WSL. Um, you know, most don't even have an away section, and when they do, it, it can happen quite late in. Um, so it, it, we obviously wanted there to be an away section, and we anticipated there would be all along, especially after the success in the County Cup final when they when they split us. Um, 
obviously it's not going to be as fierce as it would be going to, to the men's game there, but it's just quite nice to have your section, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it did help the atmosphere in that county cup game. So now that they've got the section in place, it's good, but I'm seeing even senior people within Wolves that are actually sharing the link to buy it from the West Brom website rather than our away section. Um, yes. So it, it's, it's very secretive from Wolves, actually, nothing on the social media accounts. And like I say, people from Wolves actually sharing the West Brom page rather than... Rather than yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, we just we'll get the link back out as well for the the Wolves website. But Tom, I think it was it's the right decision in the long run, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, you know, you want to create an atmosphere um, for games like that. Um, you know, and when you know it's mixed crowds, you don't get that atmosphere, do you? Um, as you would and. I think, you know, West Brom have seen, because I, I think Wolves have sold quite a few tickets already for that game. And I think, you know, they've seen the amount of um, Wolves fans that have brought here and thought, oh, crap, you know, we might need to segregate here. Because um, I don't think they're expecting many Wolves fans to buy tickets. And I think that's what's made them change their mind. I know I held off, because obviously I was reluctant to create my Albion accounts. I don't want to do that. Um, as a Wolves fan, you know, it's something what you don't want to do. So... But yeah, I'm glad that they've got a, a dedicated Wolves area now and, you know, we can get a proper Black Country atmosphere, uh, Black Country Derby atmosphere going and, and cheer the girls on to victory. Definitely, definitely. Um, moving on to the other bit of news, which has also sort of leaked out. Um, thank you to the, the league. Um, the Burnley game has been rejigged. So I'll run through the, the chronology of what's happened and then we'll discuss it. It was as soon as we beat Noel, it was postponed for the 19th of March due to us playing the County Cup uh, semi-final that day. Fine. It's now on the 26th of March instead of Huddersfield at home. So we're now Burnley away instead of Huddersfield at home. Huddersfield at home is now the 2nd of April instead of Bolmere away. Bolmere away is now the 23rd of April unless we beat Watford, which... We don't know what will then happen to the game, but I expect it will then get put to a midweek game. Um, it, it just becomes a bit of a farce, um, personally. It means we've got no home games in March and then three home games on the bounce. Uh, Matt, over to yourself. I, I know you'd like to have a... You've got a view on this. I, I just think they should be... They should kind of account for this when they set the seasons out, with the, set the fixtures out at the start of the season, really. You know, they they know teams like Wolves are going to go far in the County Cup, meaning that, you know, that, that these fixtures are going to need to be rejigged. And it's happened a lot this season where you've had fixtures changed around and quite randomly too. Like some of them you can't even explain there, like why the Burnley and the Huddersfield swap, you know. I'm sure I'm sure if we ask somebody that they try to find some some logic to it all, but it's just not really necessary. You know, we've spoke before about fans and I don't know, somebody might have brought their tickets already for that Burnley game, uh, train tickets, I mean, um, spent spent a small fortune probably going up there to Burnley or and, and planning that away. And and then suddenly it gets moved a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks before, you know, we've said it before, it's it's not just the team that travels up there. Um, you, you know, we've only got a look at uh, Loughborough on, on Sunday and there was probably actually more Wolves fans than Loughborough there, which was, which was great. So, They've got to start accepting that people make plans well in advance and just rejigging fixtures around when we're clearly going to go far in, a, in the County Cup it, it isn't good for anyone. No, I mean, it, it, Tom, I mean, that's the crucial thing, isn't it? How does rearranging these fixtures, because as, as 
Matt alluded to, Huddersfield fans could well have booked their train tickets for that one, knowing that it's there's nothing else, there's no other clashes on, uh, and not happening now. How does it grow? The, how does this rearrangement grow the game? It doesn't, does it? No, it don't. Um, you know, the league have no consideration for the fans at all, and it's shown this season. And it's not just one fixture, it's most throughout the season, what we've seen early on in the season. Five days' notice. Five days' notice. I mean, to, to swap a game is unfair. Um, you know, fans who have bought tickets, you know, certain train tickets, you can't get refunds back either. So it's not like, you know, that you can claim a refund back because I can't. On some tickets you buy, you just can't do it. And you can't plan. The, the, the fans just can't plan to, to go. I mean, I'm, I'm going to the, to the fall game. I had to hold off getting tickets to the fall game because I'm scared of a fixture moving. You know, there's no consideration by the league and they've got to stop. They've got to change that rule in, in giving you five days notice. They've got to set these fixtures in stone at the beginning of the season, put in cup dates in between um, so we don't have to keep moving fixtures because it's just absolutely ridiculous that, you know, we're now facing Bolmere again, another midweek game. It's going to be another three-game week. You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous that, you know, we're in a league. You wouldn't see this happen in Tier 3 in men's football in League 1, would you? So why would they, why, why do they think it's acceptable to to do it in in um, women's football in Tier 3? It's just wrong and you don't go out of a game this way. You know, if you want more fans to watch women's football, you know, you've got to support the fans as well as the team. And, and, and you know, at the minute, the fans are not being considered at all in decision-making and it's wrong. Go on, Matt. Yeah, just kind of building on what Tom's saying there about having dedicated cup, um, cup, cup slots. What's stopping them really starting the league earlier in August and finishing kind of mid-May? Because we always have that little break anyway between like last season. Between, um, I mean, if we didn't have the County Cup final last year, I think we would have gone about three or four weeks, wouldn't we? Between the final league game and, and the playoff final, so which wouldn't have been any good preparation. So, what's stopping them just kind of extending it a couple of weeks before and a couple of weeks afterwards, and then you've got dedicated slots and then they work with the local FAs for the Cali Cup so that we can actually kind of have these definitive dates in place. Yeah, last season, the last game, the game of the season was the 1st of May. We then played the playoff final on 21st of May. Um, and, and correct me this, if I'm wrong, wasn't, wasn't that extended as well? Um, yeah. Well, it was a week earlier? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, and then that, I think that was all to do with the the, the, the stadium got pulled from them late. Um, but this season, it's due to finish thirtieth uh, of April, and then play the playoff final or the playoff final. Assuming we get there, is the twentieth of May. Um, we don't know when the county cup final is, but if we assume sort of middle of that following week or thereabouts, um, that's you know it's it's it, again similar twenty odd days between you know. Uh, which is too long as well, realistically. You know, it should be a couple of weeks, or you push, or as you say, you push the season into May. Um, I think we all assume they'll push into May. And again, if you set, if you make sure you've got clear days when right, this is going to be County Cup day. Tier three teams predominantly are going to be in there, so we won't put tier three teams in there. Or and the League Cup, you know, you can then where there are teams that have sort of crashed out early of those cups, you can rejig them in. Uh, and sort of re-slot fixtures in that, that have been postponed from earlier on in the season. Go on, Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say that would involve common sense, though. Oof. Ooh, ooh. Um, I won't add anything more to that. I think what also annoys me as well is there was no communication. If 
somebody hadn't um, spotted it on full time and let us know, we wouldn't have spotted it either because we weren't anticipating um, the complete rejig. We're anticipating Burnley being put into the other sort of first weekend of May um, just to extend the season out because that was the uh, all going when the playoff final, the uh, when the uh, the cup final is because that's the weekend. That's the only weekend we had free in April. Maybe a bit of rejigging around that if that was what happened. But realistically, those were the two days we could say not a complete rejig. So it's just a bit, yeah, you know, lack of communication. Go on, Matt. And what a final day that would have been as well if that if they did extend it for it to be Wolves Burnley potentially winner wins the league as well if, if that's how the circumstances allow with that they've missed an option. I know it's dangerous for them to kind of arrange fixtures based on those circumstances, but it, it, that would have been um, quite even, ideal, wouldn't it? Even if they then shoved the last Forest game out, because realistically, there are three teams who are going to win the league. And that's, you know, and this is not being disrespectful to other teams involved. There are three teams who are going to win, who could win this league. Wolves, Forest, Burnley. But our last game, you know, if we put, you know, put Burnley, Wolves last, but, you know, sort of early May, and put whoever Forest are due to play last on that last weekend as well. Cup sort of sat in a, well, I was going to say helicopter, probably wouldn't work with a helicopter with the Women's National League, but at least in the car. So someone parked halfway between, an hour or so away, and right, we're, we're en route, it's whichever way it looks like it's going. Um, and just drive, you know, drive it there at uh, suitable speeds without breaking the speed limit. Um, but no, they've, it could well be that one of the three teams wins it away from home, sort of, yeah, you know, um, Brighouse. I think we've got away from home last ever season, so it could well be we win it at Brighouse without our fans there. Whereas we, if we'd had Burnley, yeah, it's it would have been a real cracky atmosphere because they would have been their fans would have been up for it, our fans would have been up for it. Brighouse, yeah, won't have anything to play for when we play for them, but a bit of pride, and that's it. It's just yeah. Hey ho, there we go, there we go. Um. That wraps up, I think, sort of pretty much the, this pod. Um, gents, anything that we've missed? And I've got one thing, but which we'll come back to in a second. Tom, anything from yourself? No, I think that's it. Matt? No, all good. Um, I was just going to add, um, obviously, we've had three of our youngsters at representing the English Colleges FA this last week. Um, congratulations to all three for their call. That's Erin, Phoebe. And now my, my mind's gone blank. I can't remember who else got the call up. Now that's really bad. Apologies on that one. Um, but all three of you are doing yourselves and the club really proud. And I am now trying to drastically quickly find it because I feel really bad now. Uh, hang for it. Uh, it is Amy Hare, of course. Sorry, apologies, Amy. I've got um, so Amy, Phoebe, Erin. Congratulations, obviously, on your call to English Colleges FA. Um, that's yeah, as I said, really important. Really, you yeah, know, congratulations to get that international experience away from home as well. Um, thank you very much to everyone for listening to this podcast. It is a long one. Do appreciate uh, that. Um, please do give us a follow on social media. Um, please do give us a five star review. Um, hopefully that'll be the number of goals we'll stuff past filed, um, if not more. Um, but for now, up the mighty wolves.